Hello, Frida Wallace. How are Hello. you? Hello. I'm all right, thank you. Very so, good. Are, we, are we live officially? We are live. I think we're alive. Yes, we are live. Yeah, we're so... broadcasting on the on the YouTubes to the to the universe. Well, yes. Um, sending out those signals. See if anything comes back, eh? <laughs> See if anybody comes well, along and joins us. I know. So we thought we'd do a live on a Thursday this week because we wanted to do something a bit different. We're still going to do the Sunday. 5.30 show, but that's going to be the news review, and we might do it live, or we might do it recorded. It depends what we're doing. But we're going to try and do a weekly, yeah, a weekly Thursday night live. We're just going to talk about issues uh, that affect trans people, and give our usual opinions. <clears throat> I like the Thursday night live thing. It's Thursday like... Night live. Yeah, it's, there's a famous show, isn't there, called Friday Night Live. Right now, yeah, so we're doing the Thursday night live instead. <laughs> Very creative. Yeah. <laughs> very original just change the day on names yeah it was a really easy concept to come up with really yeah we just need jordan gray to come and do a, a naked yeah. scene for us i'll do it oh god <laughs> that wasn't what i was quite expecting <laughs> get me tits out this is slurp pop get your tits out do it right now <laughs> and if you've just tuned in i think it's quite watershed time yet frida i'm not oh sorry sorry we're gonna get a yellow card for that you're gonna get a yellow card for that yeah you are um no no tits are coming out no so what we wanted to talk uh, about tonight was um like relationships that trans people do or don't get into and i kind of like some of the stuff around the nonsense we hear about what trans women are forcing people to do. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it sounds a bit... I mean, where do, where do we start with this topic? I mean, I'm, you know, since I transitioned, and it's been a few years now, I've not really been in any relationship at all. I've avoided relationships completely. And I think the reason I've done that is because, you know, I was focusing on myself. I was focusing on my transition. And I think... You know, the, still recovering from disastrous previous relationships that didn't work yeah. out because I wasn't being honest in those relationships about who I was. Mm. So, I think that kind of, you know, I'm still I'm a, spent a few years kind of recovering from two divorces in a short space of time. You know, and all this shit that gets you know related to that, and it's kind of just put me off relationships completely. And then you kind of you're focusing on yourself, you're focusing on transition. And you don't really have time for relationships. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Frida, but that's well, kind of I am with it. I've never been married. You never been married? Well, I've had, no, I've never made that. I never made that particular mistake. And um, <laughs> I've had uh, I've had long term partners, but most of my things, like I think, because I was involved in a more sort of fetish scene when I was quite young, and I was and I grew up in a kind of queer scene. Everything was kind of, like for for a long time when I was started socializing in Manchester, everything was just kind of very fluid and you know you didn't I didn't we didn't say it was polyamorous or or codify in any kind of way yeah. like that, but we just were kind of a group of kind of I, I I was in a sort of social group that uh, hang on just let me my bloody microphone. Sorry about that. So what was the saying? Um yeah, um so everything is a bit more fluid, you know, when you're that sort of question. But I did have a long-term relationship with a girl and we lived together. Well, we ended up just becoming mates uh, in the end because that's just how it panned out. And we were, we were like, are we a couple or what? You know, it was a bit like that. Yeah, so yeah. 
there wasn't any kind of big breakup kind of thing. I think when I came out a couple about three years ago, um, the the person I was with at the time kind of knew, but it was just not official. You know, I didn't say anything about changing my name or anything like that, but they knew that I ex this is how I express myself. So uh, did, that, did that kind of affect the relationship in any way, negatively? What, the bit identifying as female? Or... Well, yeah, just, you know, I guess just kind of the stress of what you're going through. And... Well, yeah, I knew I knew that I couldn't. See, I, I knew that the relationship had to change for me to, because when you, obviously, when you embark on a transition or medical pathway, whatever it is, you have to focus a lot on yourself for a bit. And I don't think it's fair necessarily. I mean, it might work for some people. Yeah. But for me, I thought I don't, don't want to make anybody secondary to that in my you know if i'm with somebody i'm with somebody and then i think if you go through a transition process you all i think you always do it never kind of ends in a way you're always kind of going through stuff aren't you but um yeah to make that first move of changing your name and your identity in a legal sense yeah, yes, I, it's different for everybody. I can't talk too personally about it because I'm conscious of the fact that the person I'm talking about might be listening. No, I might be watching. <laughs> but, it was, yeah, in so, my case, so, neither of them live in this country, so it's probably very unlikely that they're ever going to watch this. Um, yeah. we, I think we had a little bit of a glitch at the beginning of the uh, live there where it wasn't <clears throat> feeding through properly into YouTube. So right. just, just to repeat, what we're doing is a Thursday night a Thursday night live. Um, we're still going to be doing the Sunday afternoons, but that may not be live. It may be pre-recorded, and that's going to be out news that's been going on in that week. So we're just kind of experimenting with a Thursday night live and talking about topics which affect trans people, not necessarily talking about stuff that's in the news, or we really don't want to talk about um, gender crits on Thursday night. It's more about you know, talking well, about we, yeah, or trans we, people, I think, is what we're trying to do. I think in our first podcast, we kind of concentrated on the news. We do concentrate on the news a lot. because We concentrate on the news, and the, the news is full of gender-critical stories. So which Yeah, that's the point. But we do, like, talk about cele celebratory stories. I really like yeah. that story about... Try and end on a happy story, don't we? Darcy, the singer. Yeah, good news. That was a great... That was a really uplifting story. But anyway... Going back to relationships, I'm always conscious because I, I still know the people. I still kind of have a relationship with the people I've had kind of romantic relationships with. So yeah, it's kind of hard for me to talk about as a past tense. Um, but I've always like I think uh, one thing I never did until recently was had any kind of relationship with a man because so have all have all your past relationships been with women. Yeah, when it comes to long-term companionship. Yeah, me too, same thing. But when it comes to sex, it was always kind of like, because ambiguous. I, I saw it as, uh, I mean, not mechanical, but it's more, it was more kind of um, less less strings attached, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, but now I've had I've had sort of on and off relationships with guys because I can relate to that more now. I can relax in my own skin a bit more in that situation. So, yeah. So as I was saying at the beginning, and I don't think this was on the on the live. I've not had a relationship since I transitioned. Um, it's been a few years. Um, I, I think the reason 
is because I, I was coming out of like some bad relationships. I was focusing on myself, um, mm-hmm. you know, pretty messy divorce. Um, nothing to do with being trans, by the way. The divorce was just like because the relationship didn't work out. It wasn't really related to being trans at the time. I wasn't out at that time. I think it was kind of me not being happy in that relationship and me not expressing myself yeah. and being my true, honest self, which probably put a lot of stress on the relationship. And, you know, it eventually didn't work out. So, yeah, so I kind of avoided them since then. Um, you know, I don't go on dating sites. I, I just avoid the topic altogether. So we we had a really long conversation the other night about this. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, it's probably not just me that suffers this. I'm sure there's a lot of trans people in the same situation where they may have been in a relationship pre-transition and then they've transitioned and now they're kind of re-navigating the, the world of relationships and what it means to them because I, I i feel as though my sexuality has changed slightly as well because whether it's actually changed or whether it's my kind of i'm be, i'm more confident to explore now i would say now i'm probably bisexual but before i wasn't i think well maybe that's not would... changed it's probably not changed it's probably it's probably me yeah. allowing myself to do yeah. what i've never allowed I, I should... to do before you know i would say that i mean i've always been clear with everybody i've been in a relationship with about my bisexuality my kind of way i express my sexuality and i've always been quite feminine even when i identified as male before i came out as trans but that my trans journey was kind of i i came out then went back in you know what I mean? Because it's because of the pressures and stuff. So it's yeah. never been very as simple as one thing led to another kind of thing. There's not there's no like linear path. This happened, then that happened. Then it's all like it's like a mm-hmm. circular thing for me. But, nebulous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. I mean, I go on. I use like dating apps and stuff like that. And most of the time, it just amuses me. As some of the shite messages that you get, and it can be a bit difficult on a on a dating seen as being trans because because you really you know a lot of the men that are contacting you are contacting because you're trans mm. they're not contacting you you know it's a reality that they if they know you're trans they will they want the physical you that is that you know what i mean they're, they're at, they, so it may not be for relationship reasons is what we're saying yeah well you know i'm not i mean people no, gotta start it <laughs> gotta start somewhere but what i'm saying yeah. is they're they, they'll go on a roundabout way to ask if you're a dominant or top, meaning yeah. are you you going to be able to um Okay, where's instigate? my red card? Get my red card ready. So, you know, <laughs> that that's an issue I have with a lot of things, with a lot of... But, like, when what you were saying about this, I, this, this, this story about lesbians... Uh, Sorry, trans women forcing themselves on lesbians. I yeah, mean, I mean that's... that is the narrative that a lot of the gender crits come out with. Um, the the trans women well, it... force themselves upon lesbians, and you know, force that story. That story that you mentioned earlier, I think, is completely apocryphal. Anyway, because uh, that was the one in the on the BBC website, and I think it's still there. And I just don't understand. I mean, I can imagine there might be an isolated incident of that, or because anything like that could happen in any given situation but the idea that there's a um, an army of <laughs> well they can what they kind of say is that trans women tell yeah, lesbians they're that they're transphobic if they won't have relationships with them i mean it's yeah. like, 
No. No. I mean, it's not. I mean, like there, there, there was that case of that dating app that I forgot about what and there was. I, I can't remember the name of it now, but there was a dating app, and it specifically said it's women only. And there was trans women there, and then some of the women complained. I mean, you don't have to reply to when nobody's forcing you to do anything on an app. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you get talking to somebody, yeah. nobody's it, forcing anybody to go dating with anybody because of the trans. You know, on, on, trans this is the, this is the dichotomy for turfs. Because on one hand, they can say they always say we can always tell, we can always tell when you're a trans, or what we'll say we can tell you're a man because that's how they think. And on the other hand, they'll say we're sneaking into women's spaces undetected. I mean, which one is it? Are, they, are we invisible or are we super visible or are we uh, duplicitous? It's like it doesn't make any yeah. sense to, 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 believe, to believe all those things. So the only conclusion you could come to is that they have an agenda to make us seem like a sexual threat, which, you know, is, is the main one of the main turfy agendas, which I don't want to go into because we said we wouldn't talk yeah. about it. But I, mean, it I just want to talk off. about that issue of, of being yeah. accused of, you know, forcing lesbians to have a relationship with it. I mean, it just totally does not happen. I don't know. I don't know of any cases or any individual. Well, ironically, well, not ironically, is it? I, I might be using the ironic word in the Alanis Morissette way there, but I've been in a club and a woman has come up to me and she's not known that I'm trans and I can tell she doesn't know I'm trans because of the way she's approaching me. Yeah. And um, so, I, I, you know, you just there's just vibe in there and I don't know how to define that attraction, but I, I am attracted to women and I'd like quite, quite... I mean, how would you How would you handle that situation in terms of, you know, well, I, telling I someone really that you're trans? Would you, would you tell them? Before it went any further? Well, no, no, because there's no reason. To, if, if you're in a bar and somebody's coming up to say, "Can I buy you a drink?" You well, there's yeah. nothing. There's no. There's no promise to, to do anything, is it? But no, but know, you, do... you know, that's kind of like the the very beginning of whatever's going on. I mean, at what stage would you consider telling somebody? <laughs> But this is just an isolated incident I'm talking about where somebody, because yeah. it's, you know, I was in a place in Manchester and this girl's quite a, what you might call a butch girl, which I quite like, you know, and she's kind of like uh, a bit of swagger. Mm. And I kind of knew that energy. And I was like, all oh, right, I wonder if she is clocking me or if she, and, and, and it's going, these things are going through my mind. So there's, there's like questions but, running through your mind, running what's going on. Yeah. 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 It's like, I wonder what scenario is going to play out here because if I tell her I'm trans, could that change the dynamic? Could that make her feel somehow cheated in some way? I don't mm -hmm. know. But then I did tell her and she was like, oh, wow. She was like pretty cool about it. But then it, yeah, I, I, think, I noticed. I think most people would, would have that reaction. I, I can't imagine people in those kind of situations having a bad reaction. Yeah, but I I can be quite... See, when I, when I first started going out in Manchester, I was very androgynous, and I didn't really do the whole kind of makeup in the same way that I do now. So people thought I was like a, a boyish girl a lot of the time, mm. especially when I was younger, because I had long, naturally long <clears throat> black hair and I was a bit of a goth. That was another subculture that I was part of, the like Manchester goth emo scene. Yeah. But uh, that, but that, as I got older, those worlds intersect with the fetish scene. And you notice that the kind of people that wear PVC and latex and all that kind of stuff are kind of in the same, you know what I mean? They're in the same gene pool kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so so we've, I, we've, had a, we've had a couple of comments there. Uh, Durham Red. Oh, good. Said oh, good evening to us. Uh, hi to you. Somebody... 
I remember yeah, if, anybody, if anybody wants to chat on the on the um on the live chat, just go ahead and ask us. Yeah, this this is just a bit of an experiment, we're trying, really. Yeah, we're trying so to interact if, with people who are watching a bit more. So we're just gonna we're just gonna do a live thing where we we take bits of the chat if if people bother. <laughs> yeah, you don't I know have... people watch, but a lot of people watch and don't chat, so it's kind of yeah. you know whatever. We'll just we'll just roll with it. Just roll with it. But uh, well, we're just talking about um this idea of being dating as a trans woman. So like a lot in most of my time in my life in work and all that, I don't I'm not thinking about being a trans woman. I'm just thinking about getting on with but in that dating situation, in like like say you're out clubbing or you're out in a bar, then it does matter because you know people are interacting with you, necess not necessarily because they want to get off with you, but when alcohol's involved, when there's you know a bit of an atmosphere, like when I've been to parties and stuff, I've had men come up to me and literally just say to me um are you are you trans and i'm like it's like point blank it's like they have no it's like they have like no, no no warning shot straight in there no like well you know am i i don't care what, what, how do, what do you i want? mean how do you answer that question so my answer is what do you want <laughs> <laughs> do you want advice do you want do you want um you know do you want to interview me no, do you want to know what, <laughs> what time the next bus is i mean what what's the question about you know but we know why they're asking. They're asking because they want to profile you as a sexual conquest. To understand possibly. what they're dealing with, aren't they? That's what they're doing. Yes. But I, I'm I'm not very approachable sometimes because, I mean, I I know I'm all sweetness and light, you know, on here. But so, <laughs> but sometimes yeah, when I'm out, I'm... last time we were out in Manchester, you were walking around shouting to people with a megaphone. So I can understand, yeah, but... you know, why you weren't approachable. <laughs> well, yeah. But I do, I do have my guard up when, and I think it might have been because of past experiences. Like if I'm in a bar, or I'm, I'm kind of looking over my shoulder a bit because I have been harassed and I've been kind of. I mean, it's like you know, my you can see it as minor things, but I'm always aware that you know the 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 atmosphere could change or whatever. So so I, I don't I, I kind of you know in a way a cat makes itself bigger. Yeah. To yeah. protect itself, I kind of do that. Do in that. Social situations. I use me, I talk, I talk with my hands a lot, and I, I, you well, know what I mean. Well. And I think, I think that is why because I'm trying to own a bit of my space there. So it's a bit, <laughs> but then I don't know. I've been like when I've been to fetish clubs and things like that, which I, you know, it's like a part of the scene I'm involved in. Um. They they are the, some of the safest spaces you could ever possibly go in. Because, Explain why that's a safe place to be. Because the the place has rules. Like they know that there are, there could be, um, because because the whole thing is set up from the point of view of uh, intimacy and um, sex might happen in that space or that that or you know it's some kind of interaction where it's more than just you know what i'm saying right without yeah, yeah. being too explicit so yeah. um the, the 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 owners of and the, and the managers and the people that work there have very, got their eye on people and they they can spot somebody who might be a bit of a so anybody problem. who's causing a problem yeah. is, is is kicked yeah. out so yeah 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 so that's why a lot of cis women that's probably, like a, lot, those that's probably a lot safer than being in a bar in manchester i would have thought it's, well you, <clears throat> it's somewhere it's somewhere a woman could go on her own and 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 she would yeah. feel safe mm. uh, whereas you wouldn't do that necessarily or feel 
welcome even. And obviously there's no implicate there's no pressure on anybody to do anything. That's not the point. The point is that yeah. and, and a lot of a lot of kind of like people on the trans spectrum, mm. I call it the trans spectrum, but you're talking anywhere from between like weekend cross dressers to people who, you know, who identify who've gone through transition and now identify as women. So and that and, and that is a spectrum because people go to those places to feel safe. So I've I've met people though not who are just coming out and they've not never, you know, they they're not sure that they they might be keeping a secret from work and other this, parts this, of the life. This topic of trans um, cross dressing. Okay, mm -hmm. so I know a lot of a lot of people probably go through a phase where they do a bit of cross dressing, and it's normally kind of before they go through transition. It's like a. It, I'm not saying everybody does it. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of people may experiment, may, you know, try because because it's kind of related to their identity in a way. Mm. Well, it's, so, it's, it's kind of, we know those gender markers, don't we, from a very early age and, when, and they're yeah. instilled into us. This is what I can, when people talk about gender ideology, to me, the real gender ideology is that thing where parents will decide outfits, even decor and the whole thing about a child's life based on what genitalia it has yeah but the, the thing i was where i was going with cross-dressing was um you know if you if you look at what the gender crits say about that they always put it down as a, oh it's a perversion oh it's you know mm. it's because someone's a i don't know a pedophile etc they, they come up with all these weird and wonderful well 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 they can go to that extreme do it yeah. Um, but I think in a lot of cases where if someone is trans who's cross-dressing in the, you know, like, in like the early stages, it's it's not because of those kind of reasons that they quote. I mean, it, it's more to do with experimenting and, you know, exploring yeah. your gender. Um, I guess, I guess well, a guy, a guy who continues to cross-dress throughout the life and who's not trans, maybe they're just doing it for, a, I don't know, kinks or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. that. That's the, yeah. But that, it's, we've got the, all this kind of religious and social pressure on us well, saying, uh, saying it's bad and you shouldn't do it and all this nonsense, you know. It's well, exactly. But the thing is, the the the, the way that fetishes are sometimes associated with wrongdoing is because young boys, I'd say more than girls, when they gravitate towards the feminine or they're seen to be wearing feminine, and and, and this thing becomes something they're shamed for it's like that is you don't do that stop doing that you wear you do this and and then they put it to the they bury it somewhere so they always associate that with some kind of excitement of doing something wrong so perhaps that is the birthplace of all kind of ideas of erotic fetish because it has to be associated with something like it's always when we talk about words like naughty. We use that when we talk mm. about sex because we compartmentalize it away from our uh, performed self in in the real world. There'll, there'll be parts of ourselves that we don't need the public to know about, and then and then then we keep them into ourselves, and they, and then you could become secretive. And I know people that hide things because it's not necessarily because. They're ashamed of themselves. It's because they know they'll be judged if they express it. Express so it's it it's kind of like the fear of what's going to happen if they were to express it or tell people that don't. Well, if you've, 
if you've built up a, if you built a whole personality about one being one kind of person something like that can change the dynamic of the way people perceive yeah, you absolutely so so but I, but i don't think they, you know the the fetish thing and the whole idea of dressing for pleasure and all that i think that i think there's nothing there's no inherently bad thing about any of that it's like obviously like cuz like in the fetish scene that i know a lot of the cis women that go they do it because they don't they can't express that anywhere else it's like they they wear like latex and crazy wigs and whatever some of them dress up like characters from star wars i don't know whatever turns you on it's not what what a fetish is is very personal or whatever but it's not it can never be associated with wrongdoing in that way now are the perverts out there that do they do who are like criminal and sex pests of course there are because it's a lot it's just but that exists but if you think if you think that there's a certain kind of person or there's a certain look of an abuser that is when you get going down into a dark road because it'll it'll it lets abusers get it go unchecked because you think that abuse looks like a certain thing you're more likely to be abused by somebody wearing a shirt and tie or somebody in the police for christ's sake than you are with somebody wearing latex and leather there's a really amazing song that I like by the cosmetics, and it goes, I get a feeling of pleasure when I wear black leather. <laughs> and I always sing that into my friend, my friend Fee, I always sing that. Because it's just, because it's that idea, you know, the, the idea that um, of, of, of tac- the tactileness and the, you mm. know, that's what it's all about. It's a sensory thing. Yeah, so we we have a comment from uh, Rebecca. I'll just read it out. So all women have trouble with this, I think. Um it's why many of us don't go out without a group. We're out to have fun. If alone, we become a target. So, I mean, that's, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, even it. nowadays, like if you're out and you see a woman on her own, even if it's just, an, you think, oh, she's waiting for a man or she's waiting for somebody to meet her. She might not be. She might just be wanting to go out for a drink on her own. But it's like, you see, we, we, think, we're, we think we're more progressive in this society. We think we're more... You know, for we're thinking in the West or in in modern societies, you know, but we're not because we still look at women on their own and we think they need. We we say yeah, you are because I have done it. I've seen a girl on her own in a bar, and I thought, I wonder if she's all right. And I don't know why. You know, I wouldn't if I saw a man on his own. I wouldn't approach him and go, "Are you all right? You know, do you need a bit of company?" Yeah, that could be potentially <laughs> you know dangerous. I mean? But yeah. I, that's the kind of protective thing, I suppose. But. It, 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 women on their own stand out and if you're walking home alone if you're doing anything alone yeah absolutely it's not it, you know this is you know i've been uh, i used to take stupid risks when i used to live in manchester i lived near the city center so it wasn't too far of a walk so it was too close to get an uber so at night i'd walk home wow. and i was thinking shit you know i was half baked and i was walking down a canal towpath. You walking down a yeah canal towpath middle of the night and I and I was like, so so you think about, it, but I but I kind of, it's only in retrospect that I had that fear of it. I mean, that that's that's one of the differences. See, one of the arguments turfs will always come up with. It's like you didn't grow up as female, so you don't share the experiences. I agree with that. We don't. That that is an actual real reality. If I didn't, I might have felt like Frida or whatever it is that makes me trans, but I didn't 
fear being in in social situations in the same way as girls do. That's that's a reality, you know. And I I think a lot of girls, uh, a lot a lot more girls than you probably think have experienced some kind of harassment and by being on their own in public places. And um, that's not a fault of anything but the the culture we live in, the kind of culture that promotes people like Andrew Tate. You know, yeah, is... I mean, yeah, we don't we don't need to get into that story, do we? Not really, <laughs> but I'm glad. <laughs> I just keep thinking about Greta, and I wonder what yeah, she's she thinking of that. Because she did it. She did the world a great service there, and probably more effect, most effective thing she's ever done. <laughs> so, I mean, when when you're out and about in Manchester, you know, we we've been there a couple of times on nights out. Do you do you feel safe walking around the streets of Manchester on a on a Friday, Saturday night, I do. Do you feel, do you I feel mean, safe? Do you feel safer in the like Canal Street area or like the? No, no, actually, no, I don't because the Canal Street area has become a bit, a bit. Uh, I mean, maybe it always has been, and it's. I don't know. It, 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 I mean, anywhere you go on nights out, or if you you're gonna get people like drunken lads and. You know, drunken girls sometimes can be just as obnoxious and it's like it's really hard to profile anything like that. But I say I feel pretty safe when I'm with friends. Yeah, if you, you, know, you agree with a small group or a couple of you, I think it's it's probably okay, isn't it? But just I'm just thinking, you know, like when you're walking around the kind of the northern quarter, it feels a bit intimidating at times because it's kind of like, you know, it's dark and a bit run down. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know, there's lots of like little side streets and back streets and you feel you feel a bit on edge there. But mm. if you compare that to, you know, walking around Canal Street in that area, where there's loads of people around. Mm. Yeah, it, it feels a lot safer, but, you know, I think it's it might be that's because that kind of relationship of... question. I mean, ha, have you been in have you been in bars on Canal Street where you've been approached by guys and girls, I mean, how, well, how... I, I, I wouldn't, I don't really go around Canal Street yeah. so much anymore unless there's like a festival type thing on, but uh, I tend to go. I mean, I the, the function of the gay village in Manchester was like a safe space, for, like, and I think as, as things have changed socially and the city's become more gentrified, um, gay men are more likely to go elsewhere now, and and those spaces have been been neglected. I don't think there's the same booming trade in clubs and bars as there used to be. Even before COVID, it was going downhill. So, so I, so people have their own little kind of club nights now. And I'd like to go to drag nights, and I like to go to like art, you know, poetry. Of <laughs> maybe it's me that's changed. I don't know. So, so you I've don't been, really focus going out. On, I was, I was being in the Canal Street area. You go anywhere. But I think the, the the gay village still has a place because like um there's still a lot of homophobia out there. And that's like it still exists, you know, there's still but it, um, I mean it used to it used to be that you would go to those areas because it was safe because you're LGBT. But yeah. now I think you can go to pretty much anywhere in northern quarter of Manchester and have that same feeling. Yeah, you know, Manchester's people, always been like that. Yeah, though. so if you go to that, that club that we went to, the um the feel good club. I mean yeah. that's very, you know, LGBT 
inclusive yeah, it's a, it's a queer it, space you, yeah you, it's a queer space when you're in there you, you could actually be on canal street i mean it feels the same mm. yeah so you know I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just kind of wondering is it, is it really uh what is the point of canal street when the whole city is safe in that respect or it's becoming safer in that respect oh, it's, it's a good I mean, question it's, it's a good really, thing really it's a good thing but I don't know what it means economically for the area, because like, um, but wouldn't would you prefer to be able to go anywhere and feel included and welcome, or would you would you prefer to go to kind of like the well, places that are, you know, that they're actually set up for LGBT people to go to? What, what... Yeah. obviously you want to feel safe everywhere. You, there's, yeah. The, but there are certain places you know to avoid, you know, like if there's a well, yeah, there's other places. We, we, we live in a, I live in a city where there's two Premier League football clubs. Yeah, so you need to and, be and, the, um, and the, that can be a problem, you know, for Especially if you're match in, day. if you're in if you're in town on a, on a match day, that could be. But you see that this is not a, this is not an issue for this is an issue for everyone, not just mm. gay, like trans, whatever. It's like when I was a teenage goth. I got, I got, you know, the same. Because people look at anything that's different or weird, or what they think is weird. So that's that's another thing about being trans, right? You could you can be a gay man and just blend in, and you'll never experience any kind of hate crime un unless you 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 know that is something you're expressing about yourself. But if you're visible as trans, like a I mean, it's, I don't know, it's not the same as being a goth, but um, the people that pick on that are the same people that would have a go at me for being trans. I know it's the same energy. They don't understand anything about me being trans. They just know that perhaps I look a bit different or, or they've identified that I don't fit a gender stereotype or whatever. So because so, there was because hate people often scoff about hate crimes and say, oh, yeah, what's the point in reporting hate crimes? Nobody ever does anything or anything like that. But I think it's, it is important because there's a famous case in Manchester of Sophie Lancaster and she was beaten to death. I mean, it's a horrible, if you look into the story, it's not nice, you know, it's a, it's an extreme case, but the police set up like an hate crimes department and they, they asked the local kids like that they, they, they were being targeted um, what what can we do, you know? And they said, well, we, we we never report anything because we don't feel like when we're getting abused in the street, it's just part of daily life. It's just something they accepted because it's, it's just part of being in a big city. But if the police see a pattern of things and, you know, people see a pattern of abuse and this, they might be able to link it to one or two people, you know what I mean? It might, it's coming from a very specific place, that kind of aggression. So... Yeah, I think I think um, when you're talking about being safe in a big city, you never, go, you know, there's always going to be. You, you're talking about a, a whole bunch of people from loads of different backgrounds, and and we can't, we're never going to all get on. No, we? no. But, but it kind of it kind of plays into that fear of relationships and had starting relationships and and going and meeting people that you've not met yet. You know, you might you might meet someone on a dating site, and then you got to go and meet them somewhere. Oh God, Christ! The amount the amount of things. Yeah. I mean, I that's that's terrifying to think. You know, to you, you think about what could go wrong, and it kind of prevents you from going. You know what I mean? Well, I've I've been in some really dodgy situations. You know, like where I've not told people where I'm going, 
I've kept it a secret from my parents and I've that this is why so you've met somebody it, in a dating site and then you've agreed to meet yeah them. yeah because this this is my you, you've this no is idea why. who you're meeting I mean it's, it could be a potentially a dangerous situation yeah exactly and uh people don't think about this this is why um it's important to talk about as trans women because we do me and if if you're not completely out you might conceal where you go in you might people might not know where you are these are all factors that could lead to putting yourself in danger and um yeah that's a that's, i just thought about that because i thought i was thinking about how how unsafe uh, what kind of weird situations i was putting myself in as quite a young person because so how do you away. what would you do what do you do to try and protect yourself from those potentially bad situations well i don't know you can't i mean you just kind of if, you, if you're going to meet somebody for sex right well not for sex you know, just maybe just for a, you know a date or something well i mean you go and meet in a public place that's the first bit of being a coffee but even that even that wouldn't necessarily be a fail safe it's just you take you, part of dating is that it's almost facts. I think the thing the I worry about is that you, you, you might get in, in one of those dating sites. You might get targeted because you're trans, and because yeah. somebody wants to. Mm. You well, know, I've be, never had that. Be abusive to you. I don't know if you ever experienced that, but mm. you, you could I'll be bet. you could be walking into a setup in some in some cases. Yeah, that that's not you know that's obviously something that has never happened to me, but I can see where you're coming from. My, my main issue though with dating. It's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's a bit more mundane because a lot of the time people just bore me to death because <laughs> I've gone on a date and I'm like, come on, have you got any interest? So you, can, you, you can see why I'm, I've maybe been avoiding relationships because I've got all these fears going on in my head. I mean, it, it's, yeah. kind of, it's all playing into that fear. You know, yeah, I don't, right. I really don't like the idea of using a dating site because I just don't like dating sites. I prefer mm. to take the kind of attitude that, I'll meet somebody in my normal everyday life at some point, you know, in some well, circumstance. But maybe that's never going to I don't know. The most like the more likely scenario is you'll meet somebody and they'll bore you to death and you'll want them to leave. <laughs> that's what happens to me all the time. I'll, I'll, they'll, they'll talk a big talk online and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I like this and I like doing that. And you, you're beautiful, darling. <laughs> so you're talking about on a date now? No, I'm talking about while well, you're talk, talking on the app, like Grinder or whatever it is. Oh, no, okay. So, yeah. so you get all these kind of weird messages and, like, you get some really interesting messages, actually, and, and some of them are very wordy and, and some people make you laugh. And then if you so get are you chatting, Are you always the recipient of the messages or are you are you sending out messages? No, no, I do. I do send messages if I see somebody I like, but mm. I always... See, see, I've been on a few dates and most of the outcome has been like uh well i'm gonna get i'm gonna get off now because uh yeah, i'm gonna catch something on the, the, <laughs> the you know mrs brown's voice is on so i've got to go <laughs> that must have been like the worst day ever if you're gonna home to watch mrs brown boys <laughs> yeah exactly you imagine how that's bad what, that must have been for that's that. where i was going with that but um most of the time i said i met a few i mean i don't want to go into detail about no, what no. i've done or no i've not necessarily yeah. but you know, things happen. You get you get your leg over, and that's about it. And I'm and and there's no more to it than that. And it's like I know what I want. I know how to get it. 
and simple as. But you, seem, you seem to be moving the conversation towards sex. I was talking about relationships. <laughs> well, it, it's not. You can't decouple those two things. Well, you I mean, can't. You're, you're talking about dating apps. You're not talking about you know <laughs> sending somebody love letters. Are you? No, hang on. So the only time you go on dates is by, is through dating apps. You don't just like meet people and say, "Oh, let's go." No, nah, very, very. No, because if I'm meeting people, I'm meeting them socially. I don't want to be messing around. I, I don't want a douche for that. Okay, let's let's say <laughs> listen. <laughs> Let's, let's say you're out you're out with some friends and you meet somebody while you're out with your friends or on doing whatever you're doing maybe you're maybe you're out somewhere at a conference or something doing something like that and you meet some conference yeah i know you don't do I, you know what me and your life sticky is so different, so different. <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about getting bummed in fetish clubs and you're talking about conferences mm. <laughs> See, see how this works. <laughs> do we have to edit that? No, we can leave that. In. Like, how can you? How do you edit a live stream? It's like it's Sorry. like you can't edit it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got I've got a new love. It I've got a new love interest anyway. Red card. Sorry, I've got a new love interest. <laughs> Prince Harry. I think Prince Harry Prince... is very married. So hands off. Sarah Warner's has saying hello. Hello, must go. Well, she said she says hello and then must go. Hi, Sarah. Remember, she's left the iron on. Oh my oh, god. god! Yeah, go quick, run. Come, but come back. Let us know you're come still alive. <laughs> the thing about this, right? Because because this, I know we're talking about relationships and sex and love and all that, but this is a love missive. He loves Megan so much. It's so it's yeah. it's it's painful. And I think that's you know it, when you I mean I've read I only read bits of it so I far, think you so know when, when, well now once Harry met Megan Megan really Harry, changed when Harry life. met Megan and Harry met Megan really on, changed we... his life she had a massive effect on him you know you she... can imagine like this this you know Harry pre pre Megan pre Megan Harry was very pre... kind of you know full is of this the... is this an, is this a new era like i know domini is it I don't know the, 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 the pre-megan pre era i think megan had a huge <laughs> effect on it a positive effect on him is this like the cambrian explosion everybody you know I, I hear i hear people complaining about harry and megan i like them i really do i'd like the couple what like, um... it's it it feeds into that thing, doesn't it, of the being warring families in the Game of Thrones or some the game. Have you heard me the Game of Thrones? It just shows you how much I don't pay attention to. But um it reminds me of that. And people love anything like that. They'd absolutely love it. It gets that uh, gets them all excited. <laughs> Sarah's so, just come back with um what she said before was an example of how to end a boring date. There's not a real iron that she's Running off. To, oh, I see. I thought like, she'd set fire. Ends of <laughs> I thought Sarah'd set fire to house. Don't forget to share the uh, YouTube link if you're watching, because we're trying to get more dialogue going. And uh, I mean, I, I, what was I talking about before? I, uh, not Harry. Um, yeah. So dating is really pretty boring, to be honest. Like, I it's very rarely I go on a date and I've met somebody in a bar or a restaurant and I've been totally swept off my feet and thought this is gonna be amazing <laughs> it's like bring me the second course um you know what i mean get me get me another bottle of wine i need it so you're just there for the food and wine and then you're gonna leave is that yeah is that... yeah yeah i'm like you know I, I like a little bit of a kiss maybe and i've had my bum felt that's enough <laughs> and I say, oh, yeah, well i've got to go now it's lovely meeting you yeah but it's kind of but i like the date i've experience. left the iron on i need to leave <laughs> yeah 
it's a good one. But I mean, imagine if, if you if you're on a date though and you've left the iron on, it's over with. It's probably just a bit late, yeah. Because by the time yeah, you get the house is burned down, unless you unless you can text someone, unless you've got one of those posh irons that switches itself off when it gets too hot. Who irons these days? Well, Come on. Yeah, that's another good point, really. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't believe we're talking about ironing. Um, uh, so, so have you not? Have you not had? I mean, forgive me if I'm prying, but have you not been on date since you came out as and you've transitioned? No, not at all. I've completely avoided all dating and relationships since I since I came out since I transitioned. You see, see, I've been. I that that's never been an option for me. I've always been a tart. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to let you say that. Yeah. No, I I embrace. I lean into sluttery. I think I, I think it's. I think part of the problem is because I was living overseas. I was you know moved traveling around a lot. Well, don't they have sex overseas? No, I think it's the only place they have sex. Now. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. Um, I know they do it. But yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's all it's all related to me and how I was feeling and what I was going through. Those kind of relationships were off the table, and pretty much still are at the moment. I've not really got to the point where I'm. Maybe maybe the reason why we're having this podcast is because I'm beginning to think about it. I don't know. Well, it's the kind thing of, is, though, I'm kind of coming around to the idea now. Well, the, the thing, I'm, the only I've, I'm I've, discovering I, I don't... that I'm actually um, bisexual. I mean, that's what I've discovered. Well, you've you've always been bisexual. It's just that, yeah, you, but it's you've... something that I've allowed myself yeah. to do. I, I think I was just no, you're not going there before, you know. But now. No, it's okay. Well, I don't know why that might be. I mean, I don't know. It's it's like, but I think everybody is somewhere on a bisexual spectrum. I just yeah. think it, I mean, so there are a lot of men. So right? it's the thing with men, if you if you were to have those thoughts, you'd automatically try to block them in your own brain, I think. There's you, this you idea kind of, that you kind of wouldn't um, give yourself permission because it's not the mm, thing that men do, you know. That's that sounds very homophobic and it probably is. But it's, I think that's it's like internalized. That's what men do. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. But but another thing I would say to that is oh, there's this thing that men sometimes feel shame and guilt for thinking about any kind of homosexual activity. It's like they, that's why they become homophobic because they might be somewhere on that bisexuality spectrum, and then they look at men and they go, oh, "I shouldn't be feeling like this. I don't want to feel like this." So they'll they'll bury that, and then they'll they'll come into contact with porn, and a lot of the a lot of the ways, a lot of the only ways boys growing up into men experience trans or what might be called transsexual mm-hmm. is through porn. So when they see trans women on Twitter and they see trans women as the only way they can think about it is it's something to do with sex. And that 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 goes beyond just boys and men because there are women in the GC movement that only think of us as sexual motivated people because we are part of... We are a porn category. And when you're a porn category, you dehumanise it in a way. And, I mean, I've got no issue with anybody doing porn or whatever it is. This is not a moral point. This is just me saying that the way the psychology of men is, you know, codified, if, if that's the right word, is to, to think of women 
sometimes like the, the, if you like going back to that whole Andrew Tate thing and people have been talking about that on the news today yeah it's like because they're talking about educating young boys and I'm like mm-hmm. no I mean yeah okay educate young boys but don't make Andrew Tate the subject because the subject is bigger than that it's about systemic misogyny I think systemic misogyny is the root of a lot of yeah that's the thing that needs to be taught to boys well not not taught how to do it but you know there are people that, just hate that there, there are people, there are men specifically that I've met and they've said to me things like, I wouldn't normally do this kind of thing. Um, I'm not gay. Um, I, so, I don't want, you so know. Do you, do you challenge that attitude? I mean, if I, I mean, I just, I wouldn't meet somebody I thought had that attitude. No, but really. if, you, if you're in a situation where you've, you've, you know, it's gone so far and you're now, I don't know, in, in, a, in a situation where you can't leave easily. What do you do when you when that happens? Well, I've I've not been in that particular situation because I wouldn't let it get that far because mm. I know that if somebody isn't cool with me on a first date, they're not going to be cool with me in, after 10. It's not my job to convince somebody I'm something they want. I mean, it's not it's not trans people's jobs to make men. So if you hear that kind of language, you, you, you cut them off straight away, do you? Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah because it's not like... It's not my job to make somebody feel comfortable about being with me. If mm. a man says to me, I not I don't normally do this kind of thing, will you show me? It's like I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna give you an instruction manual. <laughs> if you I mean I mean I, I say that, but in, in on a certain level, uh, if if I've been with somebody that's never I mean, a guy is probably saying that to kind of justify it to himself why he's doing it. Yeah, know? that's the difference. If he's doing it because if he's saying it because he's like, right, I need I want to make this nice i mean i can see how yeah you saying something like that might be interesting but uh, most of the time it's kind of like it's it's like this it's like what they're trying to tell you is that this isn't something that i i'm i'm not this person really i'm just doing it because i'm not I this be, person really but here i am on a date with you but i fancy trannies which is what they would say that on, on any any other day they would use that kind of language and we and i know i can guess that they would because a lot of, actually a lot of the guys i reckon a lot of the guys that are transphobic on twitter i've 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 probably met trans women on dating sites mm. i mean i can't prove that but I, you know statistically it's possible so yeah. and you don't know that's what i'm saying about you don't know who you're dealing with when you're meeting somebody sometimes you know because, um, yeah, I mean, you've got no idea who you who you meet him. It's a kind of a bit, it's a bit of a lottery. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, I I I mean. So you would dating... I mean, you just go into that kind of question about who would you date? You would date anybody, I guess, that you attracted to. No, anybody? No. Anybody? anybody? No. You would you would go on a date <laughs> with anybody you're attracted to because you said you were bisexual. So you would. <laughs> you would do that um, i mean that's how yeah. it works. that's how it works for me i think if you know I, I i can look at a guy and think yeah he's nice or i could go on a date with him i or I look at a girl and think yeah she's nice well, and, I, and then we've got I, we've got this kind of situation where a lot of trans people date each other i know oh, yeah, a lot yeah. couple, well, i know a lot of trans couples where they've they've kind yeah. of exited from you know dating people who are who aren't trans i guess because it's easier I to think that's my bit. Well, it's easier to socialize that way, isn't it? It's easy to socialize. You're, you're going to meet, and you can talk about trans- issues, and you both understand what the issue is. Because it does make things a lot easier in that sense. Yeah, but for me, that's not really on the 
table because no, I know. Like I, 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 I'm not. I do have a type of person that I like, I suppose, when it comes to women. Um, but I mean, I say that, but it's because I'm. Uh, when it comes to men, I mean, it's like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what where I'm going with this, but a different type. Like it, it's very random, you know, because I don't See, have. Here's a here's a funny a funny, whoever, story. A, a, a funny story. Whoever turn. So yeah, I, I was at, I was at a wedding in Manchester. I think it's about a year and a half ago now. And it was a it was a you know it was a trans trans woman marrying their long term um, cis partner. Okay, right. So obviously I was a guest, and there was other trans women there as guests. And it yeah. was a Scot- it was a Scottish wedding in a in a posh hotel in Manchester. <laughs> so there was there was a lot of Scottish guys in in uh, kilts with Kilt, sparrows. Yeah. Oh yeah, one of them. <laughs> so one of them. So I was getting a lot of attention from Scottish guys coming over to in me Kilt. for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they were drunk. Yeah, because there's a lot of drinking goes on at Scottish weddings. Not that I'm stereotyping Scottish weddings in any way. You're going to get us in trouble, Vicky. I know. I'm not sure. With, I'm the ca- with our Caledonian contingent. <laughs> well, there was this one guy who had this really attractive sporran. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was like a furry sporran. It was very nice to stroke the sporran. So, furry sporran. Like a fairy sporran. Or a, yeah, a furry sporran. My furry sporran mother. <laughs> it was a fairy. So, this, was, this was kind of weird for me at the time. It was like, okay, why am I stroking this man's sporran? Oh my God, Vicky! You know what I mean? It's like, it why have you never told me this? It's it's outside of the kilt. It's not inside. And then, the, and then there was a kind of moment where there was kind of like a, a bit of an educational thing going on because there's like out out of the sporran comes all oh kinds my... of jewels. You know, it's like what the jewels? hell? Budget, well, like things that people keep in their sporrans. I didn't think there was anything in there. Yeah, it's like a little, it's like a little bag. Mm, condoms little... and lube. Well, I don't know about that, but it was like, you keep your money in there, you keep your keys. It's like there's all kind of stuff in there. But this was this was like, you know, it's like it was it was it was enjoyable. It was like I was attracted to this. So, so do you think it? What is it? The kilt that was turning you on? The sporran? It was the guy. I think the, it was the guy it's... himself who was kind of a, right. kind of like quite a. It was it, it would be the kind of guy I would I would go on a date with. Because he was kind of funny, right. he was interesting. Yeah, you know. So I guess the sporum was just like the extra bit of entertainment. Well, that's that's an interesting bit of flirtation, I must say. It was. It was very strange. And how far did it go? That's that was it. This was at the table did in it? the in the restaurant. That's as far as it went. Right. It wasn't just one guy either. There was like, I mean, maybe they were talking about me in the background, saying, "Oh, that one over there, she likes sporums." I don't know, but anyway. We've got a reputation now. I have, yeah. Since then, the two people I were with, I was there at the wedding with have reminded me of that situation many times. So it's quite it's a bit of a joke. It's an ongoing joke now. Well, I've had I've been in a bar. I remember being in a place once in Manchester, and a guy came over to me, and uh, this guy says, "I'm just coming over because my mate wants to know um, if if you're trans." Like this is this is something that I would I was I hit on this sort of briefly before, yeah. And this is this so I'm going to flesh this story out a bit for you now. <laughs> so so it comes on and now you're trans and I was like, well, it depends who wants to know really. It's like because I can't see you, mate. And why is your mate not coming over here to tell me? 
or talk to me. So that was like my kind of response yeah, to he, it. And, and, and I thought they're talking about me over there. And I just wish I could have heard what they were saying. Because, yeah. Um, like, so, so I'm going back to that idea of like, you, you, do you think that guy with the sparring is talking to you because he knows you're trans? So he's directing attention to his crotch. Well, he must have known I was trans <laughs> because we were at a trans wedding, right? Yeah, and there was trans women invited but I, but it, to the wedding, and he he would have been a hundred. So he's a chaser. <laughs> he would have been a hundred percent in the know that I was trans. I'm sure. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, whether whether he's maybe he's a chaser. We're not spoken about chasers, but yeah, maybe he's a chaser. Maybe he's, yeah. he's he likes to chase trans women. I don't know. Yeah, well, you get them. Yeah, I so mean... a bit of, bit of a maybe we're a bit of a fetish category for him i don't know well, that, that go, yeah that goes back to and then, there were, then the other thing was he was drunk too so you know objectification and i i, I mean i think if you're on night out and you kind of you know you've got a few drinks it wasn't it wasn't know. offensive in any way it was enjoyable it wasn't like he was being nasty or anything yeah. was, oh i know i know i wasn't suggesting it was uh was anything uh you know wrong and it was doing anything wrong but i'm saying it was just a flirtation like, really it was just a bit of a flirting Thing. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting though. So, so is that your only dalliance with uh, with a sporran? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the only Scottish wedding I've been to. You know, I'm prepared. Maybe to you should go. Maybe you should invite me to a few Scottish weddings. Yeah. Soon, yeah. As I am a monarch. Well, I intend to go to a few more Scottish weddings. <laughs> because, you know, because of it, what was monarch of the Glen? What am I on about? I, I don't know where I've heard that. Hmm? Monarch of the Glen. What was that? Monarch of the Glen. I'm not sure. Oh, I might have watched it to some play on the telly. Anyway, um, so we've touched a little bit there on flirting and dating. So your next step. <laughs> Give me instructions. <laughs> if you did, if the date, if the date's going well, right? So I thought you were giving me me advice there for a minute. Go on, go on. No, no, don't ever take any advice from me. Right, this say. is this is not advice. This this podcast is never advice. No. just guidelines. Just guidelines. Whatever we say, so, do the opposite. That's the <laughs> advice I would give. <laughs> so so like say you like I've been on dates and like the guy's nice. He's he's, he's all right. He's good. He's got a good chat. He's got a good chin wag. And I'm thinking, do like, right? Do you, do you like a good chat up line? Then do you like to be chatted up like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm being chatted up. That's well, different. you know what I mean. Like good. I like to be. I like, I like to you be enjoy good. a good line. That's fine. I can sit there and sit back and listen to somebody waffle on about their life <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I love yeah. it yeah, yeah. if they're interesting. But you know, so because the, the thing is with like, but they have to be interesting, don't they? They have to be engaging and funny. Yeah. The thing know. with me, like being with me and the body I've got, for for any intimacy beyond kissing and like maybe a bit of you know heavy petting and all that so you go in and then you know you know where it's going you've got to prepare for sex it's not something you can just say yeah i'll do it and I'll, you know it's like it's not something you can just get yourself into you have to because if you're gonna have let's just let's just spit it out you know if you're gonna have anal sex you've got to prepare for that you know you don't go into that lightly so you've got right. a few things going on in your head aren't you gonna, I'm say, gonna give worse? you a yellow card for that because it's not nine o'clock <laughs> <laughs> people can say anal sex vicky it's not it's not uh anyway uh if, La if cara delvine can say it on bbc yeah, i player i can say it here so that that's one of my uh it's one of my main worries when i go on a date or anything if i think some sex is gonna be on the cards i'm like oh fuck's sake now i've got a douche 
<laughs> and so we don't need and to that is the details of what. No, I know, I, I know, but but this is might what I'm saying. Entail. Yeah, well, let's not go into any more detail than that. But what I'm saying is that is a problem for yeah, me. Part of, just, I, part of what you have to. I do can't be bothered. I can't be bothered <laughs> most of the time, and I just honestly. I, so yeah. so, and and obviously because I'm, you know, I'm not gonna be having any operations in any of that time frame. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Like I'm wondering how the man perceives that sometimes. Like, if if there yeah. is the guy interested in, okay, but if the from... guy knows you're trans and knows the situation, yeah, you know, he knows what but... he knows what he's getting into, doesn't he? I think for a lot of men, though, it's about the penetration. It's about that thing. So if you can't do that, or you have to prepare for it, and then you know maybe do something another day or whatever and you, you, you that spontaneity element isn't there is it so you either go into it thinking right this is going to happen or it's you know I, I don't know that's just how i feel okay so i mean what you've touched on there is something else that i wanted to talk about i know we've, we've almost reached our hour but we we no, we can keep going um we, we, we we'd spoken about this before and it was the effects of hrt treatment on trans people in terms of how it affects your sexual um yeah yeah let's say so you know i i've heard loads of conflicting Mm. reports on this because some trans women will say oh i've been hornier some will say i've completely lost my libido some will say that i'm just about normal now because they were like completely sex obsessed before and very very sexualized and positive about with it not nothing you know it's all good but then when the hormones kick in and like that can change, you know, changes people differently. Yeah. I mean, the effects of, of um, HRT on trans women is, you know, you're going to, you're going to suffer a lot of shrinkage, which may be a good thing for a trans woman. See, um, I, I haven't, I haven't had Some that. people do, some people don't. No, and you may, you, you know, <laughs> sure you use the nice stuff. No, no, I'm, I'm being facetious, but I know it's not, and then, you know, now, it, but, it will, it will, yeah, it affects your libido. It affects the, you know, your ability to use that piece of equipment, let's say. Um, some, some affected more than others. So, you know, that kind of plays into the whole relationship thing as too, as well. And then, you know, you yeah. just mentioned surgery and the decision to have or not have surgery also kind of plays into what's going on in the relationship world as well. Because if you have surgery, you know, we will obviously then you're not be you're not you're gonna talking, be able to use the piece of equipment you've lost, right? You know, you're talking lower surgery, uh, yeah, lower surgery, yeah. So, well, yeah, I, I, mean, I have, have no intention of having any surgery, so I'm completely at one with my my templistic body, and uh, I am I, I'm interested in you know yoga, and that's how I center myself in my own body. And that's mm-hmm. got, I mean, that's not, you know, whatever anybody wants to do with their body is up to them. Absolutely. But, when, but if I get into a relationship with a guy, he, he, if he thinks that's going to be something that's going to be happening, he's got it, you know, mistaken. So. No, but it kind of, it kind of plays into your, you know, what what's happening relationship wise kind of plays into. Do you think you should tell you somebody? I don't know. If you. Because at what point in a relationship would that become a conversation? I know somebody might, if they've, I've had it come up straight away. Sometimes, well, that could uh, come up straight away. It depends. Like somebody has, that, somebody has literally asked me, and I don't know how to put this in a kind of way that is uh, not 
I mean, I, somebody's literally asked me, do I we stand up to we mm -hmm. on a date? And I'm like, well, and they're asking me about my body on a date. They're asking me about whether my breasts are real on a date. On a first, on a first date. Yeah, yeah. And that is not uncommon that's, well, as that's a trans woman. And uh, uh, maybe it's just the kind of people I'm meeting. I don't know. But th this is not uncommon. So the way that we are expected to talk about our bodies as trans women is different. They wouldn't ask a woman about any, if they, I mean, they might, they might be complete arseholes, but they wouldn't say, are you going to have a boob job to a woman necessarily? And no, I you think, wouldn't, you wouldn't say that. On but, a that, that I mean, that's, but, but, but because, because being, because transition is kind of seen as part of who we are, which it mm. isn't really, it's just, they'll, they'll ask those kind of questions. Yeah, but I think, I think most people, when they hear about, trans people they assume that surgery is something that will happen well they'll assume all sorts of things well about yeah you, but... well that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of an assumption that i think a lot of people make you know that you've had surgery or you're going to have surgery i mean i don't think a lot of people who aren't trans consider the fact that well maybe this this person's never going to have surgery or doesn't want to have surgery i don't think the and a lot a lot not a always lot, considered lot... that 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 position i don't think and as we've seen recently, a lot of mistakes can be made if you try and legitimise your trans identity by saying it's a biological thing, yeah, like trying to trying to make out that there's a biological basis for your trans identity. Yeah. Like, so if you had certain operations, that's not going to make you any more or less trans. No, exactly. You know, it might it might it might make you feel like you you know you're in tune with your body or whatever you want to do. To but I'm like you know. The, I mean, the reason the reason they they give the treat the the surgeries is for treating gender dysphoria. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's going to make you feel, you know, whatever whatever the pos most positive outcome is for that individual. Fine, great. Yeah. But for me personally, that's not never going to be um, an issue because I don't think of myself in that way. But mm. um, what was I going to say about uh, yeah? The, so so like when you're on a date with somebody these things can come up, you know, because you, you, they, they want to know what your body functions because they, they might want to know they want to have sex with you. Yeah, and so that, they're going to ask if, questions based on what they're thinking, aren't they? Like whatever's yeah, going through that person's mind, they're going to be wanting answers to those questions, which may in a lot of cases be inappropriate questions right from the start. Hmm. But I, I, I do sometimes on the, the dating apps, like I don't reveal too much and I see how the, which way the conversation goes. But really, you think about it as a as a trans person, you shouldn't give away any more information than a non trans person would. I mean, why is there why is there more expectation as for us to have to provide all these answers? You know, is everybody is everybody under that same expectation? No. Have you have you heard of this phrase? Well, word being a trap, and it's when somebody is luring a man on like it's like a sort of false pretenses so to think of a trans woman as being duplicitously attracting a man and then suddenly he's going to find out she's there's a penis yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> that go that's almost as ridiculous as the lesbians thinking like saying that um, trans women are forcing them to be into relationships with them it's like you know I've never been in that situation where somebody doesn't know. If you're going to go that far with somebody, you're pretty much going to have had that conversation, yeah, or they should know enough I mean, about the, you. If you if you're going to if you're dating a cis a cis woman and 
you're not going to ask these questions, right? You're not going to be this intrusive with your questioning. So I would say, you know, it's just something try, that it's just try yeah, and do that. If you date a trans woman, try and treat them in this with the same respect. I think that's what I'm just saying. You know, don't have those intrusive conversations unless it's something that you know you're both prepared to talk about. I mean, you shouldn't be going yeah. into a relationship with or a date, you know, with that list of questions in your mind. You know, it's, but, it's I, not... but on the other hand, when I when I've been on when I've been flirtatious, when I've been like made the first move on a dating app, I've I've literally just said, "Are you into trans women?" Because <laughs> I just want to get that conversation out of the way now. I don't want it to be something after the elephant in the room. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, I mean I, that's I, a, that's but, an but, approach. But, 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 but when I'm asking that, right at the beginning. When I'm asking that, I'm doing it. But that's you. That's you off. doing that. It's not them. It's you. You're doing that. You know. Yeah. But. Uh, so so yeah, I think, and another thing about the the. Well, relationships and dating as trans is like you're going to meet people who are very shady because men are shady and. They do meet people behind the partner's backs. And I've had people say to me, oh, my, my wife doesn't do this. I was like, well, maybe she should come out with us. <laughs> maybe she should come out with me. You know what I mean? What are you telling me this for? So it's like they, they, they sometimes fess things up. So it's like I've become some kind of confessional where they say, oh, my God. Is, is this because you're trans? Or yeah, because, because you're another yeah, because woman? It, no, it's because it, I'm, well, it might be both, but they'll say, oh, God, I've been thinking about doing this for ages. So I've been thinking about, mm. you know, sex like this. And I was like, well, don't build it up into something massive because it might be rubbish. <laughs> don't, don't make me like your, your basis for all your fantasies. Mate, yeah, let's put Frida on a big pedestal here. Huh? Yeah, because I can't be that. Well, you know, I can be that if somebody wants that kind of thing. But, you know, it. it because like we like in that in that whole fetishy thing, I think people role play, don't they? Well, yeah, and I mean, sometimes, sometimes I will leave. What we're talking about that. here is dating and and in the in the real world. But if you if you kind of then ask those same questions in the fetish club, well, it's a bit it's a bit different, isn't it? It's because it's like the, not really it's different. Not not necessarily, but but, but you know what you're going when you go to a fetish club, you know kind of you know what you're going for, and you know what everybody else is going for. It's a bit different than going to Starbucks coffee shop with someone on a date, you know. It's like unless you've got a fetish for coffee. Unless you've got a coffee mm -hmm. fetish, which I probably have. Cover 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 me in these arabica beans, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh whatever. Um so so yeah, so yeah, but what, what the point I was trying to make there is that we role play a bit, don't we? When we go on dates. Mm, yes. It's 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 sort of it's sort it's sort of a weird combination of an interview and an audition. Because when when you talk to somebody, you kind of suss in out if you've not met them before or you've only talked to them online, you're kind of doing that sussing out thing, aren't you? And then they're doing it to you and you can see their eyes moving and the way that body language thing becomes really important. And if they, you know what I mean? Everything is a bit heightened, a bit more heightened than if you're just meeting your mate for a pint down the pub. Yeah, yeah. So because it's not a relaxing situation, is it to meet a stranger? <laughs> or somebody like when I say on stranger, you probably, on a first date, yeah, you've chatted to for a bit. It's gonna be dating. I mean, we talked about it being dangerous, but most of the time, like I said, it's pretty boring. <laughs> that's the that's, that's the reality. Thing. It's probably a good thing to be honest. Yeah, 
but I like I've not been on it. You know what? You're making me want to go on a date because I do actually <laughs> like sitting in front of somebody. Because because I I've been on dates right. When was the last time you were on a date then? When when was your last date? Proper date. Like a, you mean like a proper date where you sit down date, and you not, have a, not a fetish club situation? A proper date with someone that you met and gone out and had a meal with and enjoyed yourselves and that's it. Probably last November. Last November. Last you mean twenty twenty two? Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's fairly recent then. Yeah. But that was, but the thing is, I can't really talk about that because I still know that. We don't have to talk about it, but <laughs> the same one was the last one. The chances, the chances of me hearing this are very slim, but I'll, uh, yeah, so I like, I like that because I was, I was very conscious when I'm on that date that, blimey, this guy's not spoke for half an hour and I've never shut up. <laughs> well, Frida, <laughs> you know, you know, you are, you, are, you are famous for your talking and interrupting so yeah, yeah I, can I can understand why the guy was quiet for 40 minutes or whatever it was but then uh, yeah because he's probably just, just sat I'm there enjoy, I, enjoying the conversation i'm, I'm filling up he was very quiet so i thought I, 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 I had to fill the room with noise did you intimidate him you know i wouldn't intimidate him i just i just think he was just, bored like, him, but... just didn't speak so I mean I would put that down as a failed date actually if, if I was on a date with someone who didn't speak I would yeah that's probably not going too well. Mm. I didn't even notice. I thought I was doing a podcast. <laughs> you thought you were doing a podcast? Oh my god! <laughs> I thought he was just interested in everything I had to say. You just thought you were on TV or something? Right? What, just wise and wonderful, full yeah. of insightful things, and I thought he was just nodding along, going, "Oh my god, this bitch is a genius." <laughs> And he's going, please. Was there a second now. date? I, I need to inquire. Was there a second date? I still see him now and again. Okay. But he was, yeah, no, it's all right. I mean, I, don't, I can't talk about it. No, 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 <laughs> no names, no names, no details. What was so what else, what else can we talk about apart from, well, I'll hook you up if you want. Um, what else can we talk about apart from shutting? <laughs> Well, I think we've exhausted the. Um, I'm the, exhausted. The topic for this evening, we've we've gone through quite a few things. There. How long have we been on? An hour and fifty. Not many chatters, have we? We've not met, we've not had much social media interaction. There's quite a few people have watched. We've had a we've had a few interactions, but you know it's the first time. Um, thank you for those people who have written comments, Sarah, Rebecca, and Durham Red. Um, yeah, it's good. We, I mean, we're going to do it again. And mm. yeah, hopefully we get... I hope it overstepped the mark too much on the, you know, talking about certain sexual acts and, you know, I don't know how, people, people I don't know how YouTube the... works with censoring and things like that. I don't, I think know. Nothing, I don't know. Nothing, nothing I've said was explicit, really. It's no, just like it I, I, I talking about having sex and stuff. I think that's just a perfectly normal... Well, it was in me. the... Anyway, I'm very, I'm very like body positive. Relationship you know. talk, wasn't it? It wasn't anything more than that. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. So, and then, we... yeah. So then, on Sunday, we're going to do the normal show, which is like the run through of the news events for the week. Um, Five thirty on Sunday, if you want to come and join. And I think, are we doing that live, Frida, or are we going to do that recorded? I don't know. We can do a recording if you want. I mean, we should still we could still do these live. I've been thinking about doing Twitter Spaces. Yeah, we probably those on... is the video, and it's yeah. like it's hard to see who you're talking to. But 
yeah this is the thing i think we're just kind of still learning how to do this so um yeah, so it was an experiment any feedback any feedback, feedback and I, we can make and it if, more if people want to suggest a topic we, we can we can go with that as well whatever yeah we're open to any ideas well, we knew we knew we wouldn't be massively inundated with messages because we've been a bit random aren't we in our times we yeah. come on and yeah nobody's expecting to come on today at we're, seven, not very really. we're not very consistent let's just put it that way yeah. You know. So yeah, thanks for listening. I hope I've not revealed too much about my sex life. <laughs> well, well, I guess we'll find out when people start uh, talking about it. So anyway, well, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. I'm pointing into what looks like a green screen on my that's one screen, but I'm actually pointing. Am I pointing in the right direction? You're pointing the wrong way, Frida. You need to point the other way. No, the other direction. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Hey. <laughs> oh, press the point. Disappears, disappear now. See, it's gone. Right. Fantastic. Right. Good night, everybody. Yes. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe. Please like. Please come back again. I um, hope we didn't bore you. Hope it was an interesting conversation. Um, yeah, and we'll see you on Sunday. So bye for now.